It's the e-commerce master plan podcast here to help you grow your e-commerce business faster and more efficiently by cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and guidance from the e-commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas. Hello, master plan world. Welcome to our latest podcast. It's a pleasure as always to have you listening. I'm Chloe Thomas, creator of the e-commerce master plan, author, speaker and consultant, and I focus on e-commerce business strategy and marketing. Well, happy new year, everybody. I hope you will manage to escape Christmas and sale trading for long enough to enjoy the festive season. Over Christmas, we brought you two highlights of 2015 podcasts, packed with the best bits from our 2015 podcast interviews. I hope you found those useful. If you haven't caught up with them yet, it's a great way to go back, get some quick ideas and work out which of last year's podcast you want to go back and have another listen to or listen to for the first time. Now we're in 2016, I thought it might be worth asking some more experts in the industry for their advice on how to be successful this year. So we have three experts view shows coming up for you. In each, I'll be bringing you the opinions of some of the top people in e-commerce, plus my thoughts as well. These expert view shows are going to cover in order. First up, we've got this show, show number 31, the most interesting thing we saw in 2015. Our second show in the series is number 32, the marketing method more people should be using in 2016, and we'll be covering that next week. Uh, And our third of these expert view shows will be show number 33 in two weeks' time, the key to e-commerce success in 2016. I've recorded all the interviews already and I know you're going to love the the opinions that are coming out of them. They are quite diverse, um, but yet still somehow on the same general track. Um, so I know you're going to find these three shows a really useful way to set yourselves up for 2016 whilst you get that January sale out of the way. We've made the transcripts for all three of these shows available and they're going to be going live as the shows go live. So just go to the show notes page, ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash 31 or for the other shows as they go live to sign up and you'll immediately get this show's transcript and we'll then send you the other two as they go live. So you only have to sign up once and you'll get the transcripts for all three shows as they go live. Right, enough of the preamble. Let's get on with today's expert view show. I asked a number of experts what they believe was the most interesting thing we saw in 2015. It's really important to look back at 2015 and identify the breakthrough moments before we can look at what we should do in 2016. Hence, that's why we're starting off these expert view prediction shows with a bit of a look back. I'm going to introduce you to our experts shortly, but before we hear from them, I thought I'd share share my brief thoughts with you too. I think there were two big interesting things that happened in 2015 in this e-commerce world, um, delivery and that the industry's grown up. So on the delivery front, um, well, one of our experts is going to be talking about this in fantastic detail later on in this show. So I'm going to keep my comments on this fairly short because I'm thoroughly in agreement with what he says and I don't want to give you the same thing twice because that would be a waste of all of our time. So what I will say is I, I think delivery is, has been the, the hidden option for so many years and delivery 
as I've, as I've said in my book about e-commerce delivery, it's one of those few things which can, if you do it well, will both win you new customers and make sure people repeat purchase from you as well. So it's kind of a double whammy method um, or strategy, maybe. It's part marketing, it's part ops, it's complex because it pretty much covers every single aspect of your business. Every single department of a business gets involved in it, whether that's just you with all your different hats on or whether that's everybody. So delivery, really difficult to get right, very, very powerful if you do. Um, I'm going to just, obviously we're going to have someone talking about it in more detail later, but I just wanted to highlight a few extra bits that you might find useful to know on the delivery front. There are two podcasts from 2015 you can go back and have a listen to for my advice on how to go about creating a good delivery strategy. That's one of our bonus Christmas episodes. Um, and there's also um, a fair bit about delivery in my my episode of takeaways, which included the my takeaways from the e-delivery conference. That's episode 21. I'll put links to bo- both of those shows in the show notes for this one, which is ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash number 31. Sorry, so that's the number 31, not the word number and then 31. So three, one after the slash. Um, and a little bit of something which is coming up later this year. In February, early February, I'm going to be attending Metapack's The Delivery Conference. I think it's about their seventh or eighth year of running this uh, in London. And I'll be bringing you a takeaways episode from that shortly afterwards. So delivery is certainly something we're going to be covering this year for you. My other thought of what was... um, was interesting in 2015 was I think the the e-commerce industry has reached a turning point, a tipping point, if you will, where we've kind of grown up in the last year. Finally, people are talking more about what the customer needs and how we can best serve the customer to grow our businesses rather than here's another exciting piece of tech we can use. We seem to have finally got to the point of, you know, being proper businesses who go, what's the problem we need to solve? Right. How do we solve it? Rather than going, ooh, shiny. Uh, how can I incorporate that into my business? Because that looks cool and techy. So that I think is is a massive turning point, And that's something we're going to see a lot more of as we go on into 2016. And it's something I'm going to be talking to you a lot about in 2016, about the processes and the systems and the ways in which you can look at your business to work out where the the least successful bit is and how you can make that more successful and how you can identify your most successful bit and make that even more successful rather than just going, ooh, remarketing, must do remarketing. Let's think about the reasons behind it to help us prioritise and help us reach those points of success that little bit faster. I said quite a bit about this and you'll see the industry's take on this as well in my takeaways podcast from the Internet Retailing Conference. That was show number 20. Again, I'll link to that in the show notes. So I'm going to kind of leave that there and just say the fact the industry's grown up and we now get to concentrate and we're now being surrounded by people suggesting we concentrate on problem rather than solution first is going to be a great thing for all of us this year. So that was my two points on the most interesting things we saw in 20, 2015, even. Um, as the uh, the host, I'm, of course, allowed to do two rather than one. But I tried to limit our experts, because we've got several of them to get through, to just one each. Let's get started with Chris Dawson explaining why delivery was the most interesting thing in 2015 and why it's going to still be important right into 2016. 
We've got Chris on the show because he's the co-founder and editor of TameBay. Prior to that, he was a full-time eBay seller for over eight years, making his living by trading on the eBay platform. This expert view is packed with tips and ideas and examples. I think for 2015, it was the year of the delivery. We always look at e-commerce, whether it be on a marketplace or a website, or whether we're talking about Google AdWords and product listing ads, or whether we're talking product comparison sites and think it's all about selling the product. But 2015 really focused people on delivery from two things, and that is what happened at the end of 2014, where for a couple of days, Yodel as a courier just got absolutely swamped with parcels and had to suspend collections, immediately followed by a Christmas Day, CityLink um, sadly going out of business. Now, that focused people on the fact that, hey, I really need to look at my couriers. And the whole industry, even the very largest retailers, were looking at courier arrangements for the following Christmas because people have to plan that far in advance. But at the same time, you've got companies like Amazon, whose Amazon logistics business has grown enormously. They've added in things like Amazon Prime Now, where you can get goods delivered within an hour in some UK cities. They've added in um, grocery shopping for the UK with Amazon Pantry, where you can get your bulky um, or heavy items from the supermarket delivered within one or two days from Amazon. And they've also stepped up their Amazon Prime program with free next day delivery. And then you take, you've got eBay who have introduced their click and collect solution with Argos. And at the same time, even more recently, in the tail end of 2015, they've introduced the ability for small retailers or even consumers to ship goods at Argos. So in the past, an eBay seller 10 years ago would have almost certainly shipped everything with Royal Mail. I know that's what I did when I got started on eBay. But then I discovered that I could actually get a courier contract and I could do next day delivery and deliver heavier goods. And for most retailers, that's about as far as it went. But now, because of eBay's click and collect and delivery through Argos and through Amazon's Prime and next day delivery and Amazon Logistics, people are much more aware that there are an absolute ton of delivery options out there. And some people will want their goods in a hurry, they'll want them next day. Others are willing to wait two or three days. The urgency of getting everything out of the door today has got almost to the extent where retailers are turning their back on it and saying, look, we know you don't actually need this tomorrow. Would you be prepared to have a slower delivery for a lower cost? And even Amazon themselves, for their Amazon Prime customers, are saying, look, we've got a no-rush delivery option. We know you've paid for Amazon Prime for unlimited next day deliveries, but hey, if you're not in a hurry, we'll give you a, a credit which you can use to purchase the purchase of a Kindle book or an Amazon Prime movie. So if you're not in a hurry and you can save us some money and give us a bit, bit more time to get your delivery, um, we can, we, we'll give you a bonus. And I think the entire industry is just for 2015, it's been a real strong focus on deliveries. And don't forget that deliveries also includes returns. Um, consumers have a legal right to return to a business seller and eBay have looked at their returns program and streamlined it. Um, different return solutions are coming to the market and especially for international returns 
Amazon are saying, hey, if you want to sell on Amazon in, say, Germany, you've either got to pay the cost of returns from Germany back to the UK, or you've got to have a local returns address in Germany. So new services like um, Zigzag Global are coming up that are specifically focused on helping that return solution. And uh, the, the, there's going to be a ton of other solutions as well. Um, intercultural elements have got a solution, even have got a solution. Um, loads of people are looking at the returns of deliveries as well as retailers themselves exploring more ways of getting the product to the customers. So Chris, do you think that 2015 then we we learnt that delivery is fascinating? I personally totally agree with you on this. Um, but that also it's something which is going to continue playing a very large part in successful e-commerce into 2016. Absolutely. And I think one of the strongest messages this year actually came out of Yodel, which is Black Friday, Cyber Monday, you're doing a deal. The customer, the consumer is looking for a deal. They're looking for a, a knockdown price on their goods. And Dick said, the head of Yodel said, so if you're giving a customer a bargain experience, don't promise them the creme de la creme of delivery. Give them a two or three day delivery make it easy for you and your warehouse to get the goods out and make it easier for the courier to fulfill your delivery promise. And if someone wants a next day delivery, if they want a premium service, they should be paying a premium price for it. So Yodel's message this year was <clears throat> for the busy Black Friday, Cyber Monday, the, 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 the busiest shopping weekend of the year, Give people a bargain on the products they're buying, but give them a bargain delivery experience as well. And if they want to upgrade to premium experience, make them pay for it. Charge them a premium for a faster delivery. And I think that's really what it's come down to, that realization that not all consumers need everything delivered tomorrow. Um, and certainly not everything delivered within the hour. But there are circumstances where you do need something in a hurry but the consumer should be willing to pay for that. And I think you're right, it's absolutely fascinating the, the complexity of deliveries and also the amount of deliveries that people are starting to offer. Um, we can offer you a standard delivery which might get there tomorrow or the next day. We can offer you a guaranteed next day. If you're not in a hurry, we can offer you a two or three sl day slower delivery and you can save some money. And the amount of options out there are just staggering. It, it, and it's really down to the retailer to know their consumers, their customers and whether their customers are generally not in a hurry or whether it's the type of product that most people do actually need it tomorrow. And so one more question for you on this delivery piece then, Chris. Um, you're saying there's lots and lots of options out there. You're from the world of eBay, Amazon, marketplace sellers. Would you say those options are now very, very much in the hands of even the smallest e-commerce retailer? Absolutely. There are a ton of what I would call a parcel consolidation service. People like parcel to go or my parcel delivery, where you don't even have to have a contract with the courier to be able to book those services. So, for instance, if you want an economy delivery, you could sign up with my Hermes or Collect Plus, or you could not get a contract with them and sign up and you could book them through a parcel consolidator. You may want a next day delivery. You may have a contract with, say, My Hermes, but occasionally you want to use DPD or Interlink or DHL just for one-off deliveries where someone says, I need it tomorrow. And again, you don't necessarily 
have to have a contract with DPD or DHL or Parcel Force or whichever career you choose, you can book them through one of the parcel consolidators. If you're a slightly larger seller and you don't need to be that large, you can actually put your products into Amazon's warehouse if you're selling on Amazon, let Amazon fulfill them, and then the consumer gets the full range of Amazon delivery services available. So for even relatively small sellers, there's no excuse for not offering a range of deliveries. Um, even, as I say, if you're a very small seller, you can still use the consolidate parcel consolidators to actually access those career services and offer the service that you want for your clients. Great information from Chris there. You can see now why I left the delivery piece to him. Our second expert for you today is from Andrew Wilson, explaining why he believes the most interesting thing to happen in 2015 was the introduction of ad blockers and what that means for consumers, publishers and retailers. We've got Andrew on the show because he's a consultant with an impressive background in the mail order sector and he also runs his own e-commerce business, Allergy Best Buys. You may remember him from a very early podcast interview we did with him in 2015. I'll add a link to that in the show notes for you. Let's hear Andrew's thoughts. And this one's quite a bit shorter than Chris's piece. To me, it was the introduction on a widespread basis of ad blockers because we've been in this curious situation where we've got three groups of people all trying to get different things out of online content. So you've got a whole bunch of users who think everything on the internet should be free. So whether it be music, whether it be content, doesn't matter what it is, but they actually think everything should be free. And then you've got the content providers who are looking at a way of making money out of their content. And because so few of them are behind a paywall, they are taking advertising. And then you've got the third bunch of people who are advertisers and they are trying to get their ads seen. And there's been a kind of arms race on how to get your ad seen. And, got a, and then all of a sudden you've got kind of ordinary people who be quite willing to pay for content and indeed the people who think everything on the internet should be free who are getting hacked off because they can't actually see the content they want on mobile because everything blanks out the screen, that videos start running without permission and all of a sudden people are going, I don't want this. So the pressure is saying, right, we get ad blockers. So we're now in the position where the publishers are not being able to make the income because the ads are there and nobody's clicking through and doing all those things that they should be doing. I think what's going to happen is that people are going to have to get honest about the internet. And I think there's been an awful lot of dishonesty at the moment. People have been pandering to the everything should be free, but actually getting money through advertising, ruining their sites. There's been all this absolutely awful content that, you know, traffic outbrain's been pointing people to where they think they're going to see one thing and they actually see another. And what the thing they do see is adverts. And so people are getting a little disillusioned with the internet. And I think ad blockers are going to start making the internet a bit honest. You know, it's 40% usage in Germany, I think about 16% here. And it does mean that publishers are going to say, actually, how do we make our money? Do we stop this decline of standards because we're not making enough money? I think there's going to be a big revolution in the next two or three years about content and more paywalls or, or maybe saying, what is advertising worth on our side? From the e-commerce perspective, how do you think that's going to impact how we, how we use our advertising methods? I think that the, the cost structure of advertising is going to change. Uh, and we've been pretty broad brush 
as it is. I mean, people have been looking at the ROI and all the rest of it, but I've got a feeling that the advertising rates are going to change and what you can put on a, a site is going to change. And therefore, I think we probably have to be a bit smarter than we have been when we're putting together advertising. Our final expert view today is from Alex O'Byrne, who believes the coming of age of website design was the most interesting thing last year. We've got Alex on the show because he's co-founder of We Make Websites, who are officially the UK's highest rated Shopify web designers. Here's Alex talking about design in 2015. For me, 2015 was the year that really good artworking and photography and typography came together with web design to make e-commerce websites really super engaging and interesting and on a par with the type of marketing that you see elsewhere. And I think that is due to many, many things, such as brands wanting to go direct to consumer more and earn back more of their margin, to things like people having bigger screen sizes and people being online all the time, having faster devices, faster connection speeds. All this has meant that the overall um, quality of design seems to have been facilitated, I suppose, by all those innovations. So a few websites off the top of my head, like um, La Vanilla, Iris Von Arnim, Urban Ears, Watch Exchange, uh, Frank Body. Um, we actually have a post that lists some of our favorite designs from this year, which we think actually will guide next year. And that's at wemetwebsites.com slash 2016 designs. Um, but yeah, all those have clearly had a, a long design process where everyone sat together in a room and come up with a concept that has been executed well and I think that's something that finally this year we started to see done really exceptionally. I'll put a link to the article Alex mentioned in the show notes which you'll find at ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash 31 that's the number three followed by the number one. I feel like a bingo caller doing that. Uh, here's, so that was our expert view on the most interesting things that happened in e-commerce in 2015. What a fantastic rundown. It makes you all those different areas and the guys come up with such different opinions and different areas to focus on really makes you, for me, it makes me glad to be in e-commerce because it's such an interesting industry and it feels like everything's now starting to pull in the same direction to really make sure we're giving the customer the best service and the best experience we can in order to grow our businesses. The transcripts of this show and the following two shows will be available as they go live. So just go to the show notes page for this show, ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash 31 to sign up for this week's transcript. If you do that, we'll automatically send you the other two transcripts as they go live. Or of course, you can sign up for them as they go. That was the first of our three expert views shows. I hope you enjoyed it and I'd love your feedback on them as I think this is a format we'll do more of in 2016. So let me know what you think about it. Coming up over the next two weeks, these expert view shows are going to cover the marketing method more people should be using in 2016. That's next week. And then the week after, we'll go into the key to e-commerce success in 2016. I hope you'll come back to catch them. And for now, keep optimising. Thank you for listening to the e-commerce master plan podcast. Find out more at ecommercemasterplan.com.